0: at the stick from who's got it better than us to brick by brick it's always the 49ers way from off-season to game day yeah we talk back it's the 49ers Cup back It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Excited to talk about the defense and the position grades, going over starters, going over depth, and getting a really good idea now that we know who the 53-man roster is, how this 49ers defense measures up from position to position. Of course, we went through the offense yesterday, and that was a lot of fun. Got a really good idea of, of how it looks, and I've taken it a little bit farther this time. I gave it... Uh, starters a grade of course depth a grade but then I did overall starters and uh, depth a grade some people asking me to do that so I wanted to get into that and this is going to be a fun conversation because the 49ers defense coming off a year where they were the number one defense in the NFL there come some changes in the coaching staff of course D'Amico Ryans becomes head football coach of the Houston Texans and Steve Wilkes comes in and with Wilkes comes a minor change in philosophy in, his, in a couple of areas. Number one, it appears blitzing is going to go up. Number two, the kinds of coverages are going to change a little bit. So those things are all going to be fun. Uh, but let's get into this 49ers uh, roster and talk about it position by position and because Steve Wilkes is coming in, I want to start with the defensive backs who he feels the most comfortable, you know, being around and, and being with. So let's talk about uh, the starters for the San Francisco 49ers at cornerback. You've got Charvarius Mooney Ward and the 49ers of course got him last year, the big free agent signing, and he played really well. He looked very close to a top 10 cornerback in this league. And I think there were moments where he was absolutely locked down. And there were moments where he kind of fell off a little bit. First, uh, playoff game against seattle i thought they kind of got to him a little bit but overall Charvarius ward's a very talented football player with a lot of ability and he's a guy that can run zone but he can also run press man so there's versatility with what Charvarius ward can do and Maymo, make no mistake he's the number one cornerback on the san francisco 49ers roster really like uh, mooney ward a lot and then you got diameter lenore and Lenore was thrust into the starting position last season after the injury to Emmanuel Mosley. The interesting part about it is Demo had worked his way into a starting role as a nickel corner. He had beat out Sam Womack, a lot of it to do with his ability to stop the run and being in the right positions and run fits, and then his great tackling. Well, then they slide him outside, and there was a little bit of a a time that it took for him to adjust. He had to adjust to playing cornerback in the NFL. He had to adjust using the sideline as a boundary and the boundary to help him as an extra defender but also he just had to get familiar and comfortable with playing you know these types of receivers and what it was going to take but i'll say this once he got into the playoffs he was spectacular he was all over everyone that he guarded he did really well he made plays including interceptions theometer lenore proved that he was a very solid cornerback opposite of Charvarius Ward. So the 49ers got to feel tremendously comfortable with these two guys starting. Now, it's going to get interesting, of course, once we start talking about the nickel roll, which I'll get into in a second. But as far as starting cornerbacks, I'm giving the 49ers a solid B. Uh, If they're playing their base 4-3, these are their guys out there. I think Mooney Ward is really close to an A-minus. And I think Diameter Lenore with the unknowns is kind of like that B-minus category. So I gave him a solid B. I look for this to kind of improve as the season progresses, because I think Diameter Lenore has the ability to grow. I think Charverius Ward has the ability to grow, and I want to see how they grow under the expert tutelage of Steve Wilkes. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about these two, but I think B is a fair grade right now for where they're at, and we'll see how they progress during the season. When you're talking about depth is when it gets interesting. Because Coach Steve Wilkes has talked about going to a double nickel type scenario, which means using Isaiah Oliver to cover big slot receivers that are you know, 6'2", 6'3", uh, 210, 215 pounds that can play with great physicality, which will allow Isaiah Oliver to come on and play those guys and not be pushed around in the run game, but also to play tight ends as well. And What he talked about was 12 personnel, where you get two tight ends on the field, one running back and what Isaiah Oliver could do in that situation. Most of the time, a lot of teams will stay in their base set, their base 4-3, and not take their Sam linebacker off the field. Steve Wilkes was making it sound like those are going to be some situations, depending on matchup, that the 49ers decide to go with Oliver on the field anyways and pull Oren Burks off. So it's very important that Isaiah Oliver have a really good season if he's going to play in this role. I think the 49ers, if it works out the way that they're hoping, the way they're forecasting Isaiah Oliver in that role, and then Diomino Lenore coming in to play smaller slot receivers like Cooper Cup and others, gives the 49ers a lot of versatility and balance within their defense. Uh, so I like what Wilkes is doing. The Definitely wondering what Isaiah Oliver is going to end up being. I was excited about the signing when it happened. Now that we know the role at which he's supposed to play, I think Isaiah Oliver is a fit for that role. But he's got to play up to expectation. Coach, our GM, John Lynch, said that Isaiah Oliver was figuring out this defense as the preseason went on. I do believe he played better in each game, uh, but we don't know what the finished product's going to look like. I think Isaiah Oliver is going to get better as the uh, season progresses, as he feels better within the system, but also once he gets out there and plays with starters. It's going to help him as well. The more talent that's on the field, the easier it makes it for everyone else uh, playing the position. So Oliver is going to be somebody they're going to have to see what he can develop into. And then they're probably going to ask a lot of Ambry Thomas. The Lenore is moving into the nickel. Then that means you're going to have a guy like Ambry Thomas coming in on the outside. And Ambry Thomas is going to have to play at a high level. And I'm looking forward to seeing you know, what he can do on the outside. I saw some advancement in his ability, his route recognition, understanding route concepts, so that way he was able to pick up receivers and then undercut those routes and make plays or to drive on the football, get rid of the football, knock it away. So I've seen some really good things from Ambry Thomas during the offseason, and I'm hoping that will continue into the regular season. When it comes to Sam Womack, I thought Womack played really good. Uh, I thought he continued to develop during the offseason and through preseason. And I think the 49ers feel comfortable with him being you know, in this cornerback room and being able to come in on the outside if necessary. He also does have versatility to play inside. But when you're talking about the depth, having Oliver, Thomas, and Womack, the pretty good group to go with your starting two, I gave the depth a C C+. I think question marks about who Ambry Thomas is. Are we getting a better version of Ambry Thomas that, than what we got in 2021, if that's that's so, that's great. That means the the room improved. Are we getting a better version than we saw last year? Hopefully, we are. Uh, so there's unknowns with Ambry Thomas and unknowns with Isaiah Oliver. We can kind of hope that they're going to play at a higher level, but we don't know that for sure. So overall, I gave the cornerback room a B minus. So the starters with the B, uh, the depth with the C plus gives us a B minus at the cornerback position. Now let's move. Uh, to the guys who handle the deep part of the field, and that's the safety room. You got all pro uh, Talano Ufonga. He's absolutely spectacular. You got Deshaun Gibson that's made all of the plays he made intercepting a a team high five passes last year, which is huge, not to mention the amount of footballs he got his hands on that he didn't come up with interceptions or that he ended up tipping to a teammate. Uh, Deshaun Gibson made some huge plays for this team. So as a starting unit, this group is great. Uh, they have a couple of minor hiccups and weaknesses here and there, but overall, I think they're so solid. I gave them an A minus. Uh, Hufonga's ability to be the all-pro, play everywhere, get in the box, uh, blitz off the edge, cover tight ends—he uh, he's really good, and I think he figured some things out during the season. Early on in the year, I believe he was really trusting his pre-snap reads and his recognition of what he saw on film. And later on, once teams started adjusting and giving him looks, he was familiar to uh, seeing, but then changing it up on him. I think that Tauno Hufanga uh, started really adjusting what he was looking at with his eyes post-snap, and those dirty eyes went away, and he started playing really well in the playoffs. So Hufanga grew a lot in his second season and i can see him taking another step forward he was very impactful during training camp so i think he's on the right track to be a big time player for the niners again in 2023 and with gibson you're getting that veteran leadership uh, the understanding of what you're supposed to do but also the ball hawking ability over 30 uh, 30 interceptions in his career that's spectacular and the 49ers got a nice group a nice unit here i think if you were going to you know pick at them a little bit it would be Hufonga in coverage sometimes, uh, Gibson sometimes as far as angles and tackling, and maybe the lack of uh, top-end speed at the safety position between these two guys, but not enough to do anything besides make them an A-minus, and I love their intelligence. Uh, it's, it's through the roof. As far as the depth at the position, you got a young rookie in Jair Brown who showed the physicality, the tackling there, uh, his ability to fly up and make Uh, Make plays in the run game are definitely on display. So I thought Jair Brown progressed pretty nicely. I think he's going to eventually develop into a potential starter for the 49ers and start next to Talanoofonga once Tashawn Gibson decides to hang him up. And then George Odom. And George Odom has done a really good job in his NFL stint as a safety. Is he a top end safety? No, but he's a solid backup, a good tackler. In fact, the year the year prior to him coming to the San Francisco 49ers, he didn't miss a single tackle inside the box in the run game. He made every one of them. That's pretty spectacular. His tackling definitely wasn't that good last year compared to what it was with the Colts, but it was still really good. So you can count on George Odom to go out there and give you good snaps. So I think he's a very solid depth piece. And the 49ers only have two safeties as far as depth. And so I gave the depth a B-minus. I think Jair Brown's growth during the season will eventually elevate that depth even more. And I think as long as George Odom's tackling is closer to what it was with the Colts, I think it can move up even more, but I gave the room a solid B plus with the starters really carrying it, but the depth is solid for the 49ers overall. Uh, So I, I, I like that room. I think it's a very good room and a very balanced room at the linebacker position. You got two of the best in the league, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, It just doesn't get much better than that. Those two guys are both top ten linebackers in this league, and Fred probably the best linebacker uh, in the league. And top to bottom, he could do it all. Whether it's you know stopping people in the run game, blitzing the quarterback, covering uh, out in space, he's spectacular. How many middle linebackers do you see, you know, taking and carrying a wide receiver in the slot like C.D. Lamb all the way deep down the field and making a play in the playoffs? Not many, but Fred can do that. He's spectacular. And so is Drake Greenlaw. Greenlaw's ability to diagnose what's happening and then to track uh, people, whether it's in coverage or in the run game, was on display. Pitch play outside, he gets downhill, makes a tackle. Uh, you know, pass going to the sideline, gets on the tight end, knocks it away. Dre Greenlaw is a special talent. Fred Warner is a special talent. And then you throw in the starter of Oren Burks, who I thought had good film last year. He's a physical, physically gifted player. I think he's going to transition nice to the 20% uh, of snaps that he's going to play with Coach Steve Wilks there. He's probably going to play less snaps than the base 4-3 linebacker would have played in the past under D'Amico Ryans or Robert Sala. So I'm expecting that number to be closer to 20. But in those plays, Oren Burks has just got to get up there, get his nose in there, and make tackles. He's capable of doing it. So I like this Linebacker room, especially the starters, I gave the, the linebacker starters an A+. plus. Uh, you don't have two top 10 linebackers in the league and get anything but an A+, in my opinion. When it comes to the depth, the 49ers have a lot of young players. Of course, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is going to be your backup Mike, He's your backup Sam. like You feel the most confident with him right now. The fact that he understands the ins and outs of the defense and understands his role when it comes to fits. It's so important to be in your gap when the, when the play is coming, you've got to make sure you get your head in there and put it put your body in the right spots, or it creates huge, big plays down the field in the run game, and you just can't have that happen. So it's imperative that Demetrius Flanagan fouls step up and make those plays, but I do think he's a solid backup. His linebacker play needs to increasingly get better, uh, but at least he's a guy that, you, that understands what's expected. And like we brought up, hopefully it's those 20% of snaps if he's coming in for Burks Uh, Let's hope that he never has to come in for Fred and Fred stays healthy all year. When it comes to the young guys, you've got Jalen Graham and D winners and they flashed. You've seen the speed and athleticism of D winners. You've seen the instincts of Jalen Graham being able to get up in there and stop the run. To me, both guys look good, but both guys aren't ready right now to have significant snaps. This is kind of what we were talking about with Braden Willis at tight end. These two are eventually going to be big-time players for the 49ers. You can see it. They just got to develop, and they need that time to develop. So that's why Flanagan Fowles is kind of your uh, your buffer. He's going to go in there and make plays when it's his opportunity, and then eventually these guys are going to step up. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if at some point during the year, Graham or Winners or both pass Flanagan Fowles as far as linebacker play because both of them have tremendous instincts. And when it comes to D Winners, he has the speed to run sideline to sideline, and he's really good in coverage. Those things could prove to be pivotal later on in the year. We'll see how it goes. I like those guys uh, because of lack of experience. And we just don't know how they'll operate within. And DFF's somewhat limitations as a linebacker. This isn't Aziz Shire coming in. This is, you know, it's a little bit different. Last year, Oren Burks was the number one sub. I gave the depth a C+. I think during the year it's going to elevate. I think once Jalen Graham and D. Winters get more comfortable within this defense and with their fits, uh, I think overall they'll move up. And this could easily be a B depth. I like the talent. If I was going off just talent with those two guys, I would give it, you know, a, a way higher grade. But as far as experience, I think that's where it brings the grade down. So A plus for the starters, C plus for the depth, B plus in my opinion for the linebacker room. But it's very solid linebacker room, that's for sure. So well, let's get to the big dogs. Uh, I broke it up into defensive ends and defensive tackles. I think it's an interesting conversation. When it comes to defensive ends, I went ahead and graded with Nick Bosa in. Uh, Bosa is a part of this team. We just don't know when he's going to come in, when he's going to sign that extension. Is he going to be available for Pittsburgh? I don't know. But when it comes to this room and the starters, I think it comes down to Nick Bosa and Cleveland Farrell. I think Cleveland Farrell is going to start opposite of Nick Bosa. He's definitely been... The, the best overall as far as with uh, rushing the passer and stopping the run. He's the most balanced defensive end and base 4-3 guy the 49ers have. And so I think he's going to be there. When it comes to Bosa, Bosa's an A-plus player. He's the best at his position in the entire NFL. And he's definitely going to elevate this team once he's back in Santa Clara playing for the 49ers. When it comes to Farrell, I think he's a very solid player. But we have to see it consistently in the regular season. Right now, we've seen little parts of it we are like, you know what? He's pretty good. He's got some ability there. So I, I couldn't give him as high a grade as I gave Bosa. And I don't think anyone would expect me to Bosa's is the best at his position. I did think Cleveland Farrell was pretty solid. And because of that, you know, Bosa is going to help take it to another level with his a plus. Uh, so I went ahead and I gave the starting defensive ends, including Bosa a, a minus. Uh, so Cleveland Farrell brings it down a little bit, but still a minus is very solid. When it comes to the depth, you've got young Drake Jackson, who we haven't seen the development. I think everyone was hoping. He's kind of where I expected, though. Uh, I didn't know how he was going to be against the run so far. Setting the edge against the run hasn't proven to be as consistent as I would like, and I think that's what makes Cleveland Farrell the starter over Drake Jackson. But he's still got freakish athletic ability. He's still got a lot stronger. He's still... Uh, one of those guys that can fly around and get his hands up and knock balls away. So he's pivotal to this 49ers defense and the 49ers pass rush. It could be real pivotal on third downs this year. So I still like Drake and his development. Kerry Hider And Kerry Hider in 2020 really was one of the 49ers bright spots in a year that was marred by injury. And he looks very good this year. Last year, Kerry Hyder came back to the 49ers and I felt like he was playing out of position a lot, having to play on the interior because of injuries. He didn't really get to get fully comfortable playing on the outside. Well, during preseason, he looked fully comfortable. His hand technique was there. His athleticism looked at a higher level than I've seen before. So, Kerry is looking really good, and I love having Hyder out there. He's a solid rotational piece. He's really good against uh, the run, setting the edge. He has great instincts to be able to get where he needs to get. I think Hyder's a very solid depth piece. I like him a lot within this 49ers defensive end room, and so he was a solid get for the 49ers when they brought him back last year. When it comes to Austin Bryant... I think Austin Bryant is still developing in Chris Kacarek's defense, but I like the explosiveness. His first step looks good. His technique looks better. He was setting the edge very nice against the run, which I was happy to see. He is a little over 270 pounds, so a bigger defensive end for the 49ers, and he does a really good job. So I'm excited about him in this rotation, and we're talking once Bosa's back about a nice five-player rotation at defensive end with some different characteristics for each of them but some athletic ability come from Drake Jackson and Austin Bryant. The real athletic ability was from Robert Beal Jr., but we're not going to see that right now. He's going to go on the IR, but I figured him a part of this room because he is a part of the team. That explosiveness off the edge is what we're hoping to see at some point. Will we get to see it in 2023? Not sure right now. They could end up redshirting Robert Beal and him not making an impact this season, but you can see the trend of 49ers. Uh, edge rushers they are looking for guys who are quick. Uh, they can get the F off as Chris Kacarek would say, and they can make plays in the backfield. And that's what he's looking for disruption. But with that, you have to be able to set the edge in the run game. You can't just be a guy that gets after the quarterback. If that's the case, you're only going to be able to play on third downs. And that's not what the 49ers want. They want guys that can do it both play against the run on pace downs and get after the quarterback when it's third and long or third and medium. So, overall I gave the starters an a minus I gave this depth a B minus and a lot of that has to do with the upside of Drake Jackson and the steady play of Kerry Hyder so I think that B minus is a is a good enough number for them so overall I gave the defensive ends a B for the San Francisco 49ers so let's talk defensive tackles and the 49ers make the big splash going out and getting Jayvon Hardegrave. And that just took the defensive line to another level. It went from being Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw to being Eric Armstead, who's very good. They call him the blueprint. To being uh, and Javon Hargrave coming in to being one of the best, you know, duos in the entire NFL at the defensive tackle position. So Armstead and Hargrave to me are just fantastic. And as long as Armstead can stay healthy, I think these guys are going to make some big time plays and put a lot of pressure on a lot of football teams. I have the uh, the starters for the San Francisco 49ers defensive line at an A. Uh, didn't want to give them an A plus. Want to give them room to work. If if Armstead has the season that he's capable of having, putting pressure on the quarterback, nearing those double digit sacks, uh, then this this t- this unit can elevate even farther as starters. I think when you look at what you're getting from Javon Hargrave, you're going to get a lot of double teams. They're going to come after him. They're going to come after Bosa, and that's going to free up guys like Cleveland Farrell and Eric Armstead, and they have to take advantage. The one thing I can say is I've seen Eric Armstead take advantage. I've seen him have 10 sacks in a season, and I've seen him be an absolute beast. So I'm optimistic about him. Where Cleveland Farrell, I haven't got to see it yet. With Eric Armstead, it's a known commodity. If he's healthy and he's getting opportunities in one-on-one, he's going to be a problem for most guards in the NFL. So I'm very excited about this starting group. When we're talking about the backups, you got Javon Kinlaw who started for the 49ers last year and Kevin Givens who they've developed all the way from being an undrafted free agent to being what he is now. Now, we know they have some weaknesses, right? Javon Kinlaw's been struggling a little bit with pad level getting pushed back, still flashing getting in there. In fact, I think he's more athletic and more healthy, so you're seeing those uh, flash plays a little bit more, penetration in the backfield causing havoc, but he's got to be able to stop the double team. He's got to lower his pad level. He's got to get skinny. He's got to make plays at the defensive line spot. He can't allow himself to get pushed back. And that's the problem as well with Kevin Givens. He a lot of times will give up ground. And that's the one thing you can't do as a defensive lineman. You can take on the double team and you can stymie the double team. Then you can free up your linebackers to make tackles. That will, that would be huge. Imagine if these guys were able to take on those blocks then that means Fred and Dre Greenlaw and Oren Burks, they're going to be running around free, able to find their windows and get downhill. So it's imperative that this defensive line beats double teams, especially early on in the season. This is kind of the MO of what teams are going to do against them. They're going to try to take advantage of going after these defensive tackles, getting movement, and being able to reestablish the line of scrimmage in the run game. years defensive line holds up. They're going to be good. We know Hargrave and Armstead are going to do a good job in this category, but when you go to that second unit, Pinlaw and Givens have to do it, and if they don't, Kalia Davis has to, and I will say this, the Chargers game, the last preseason game, uh, I thought Kalia Davis did fantastic against double teams. He played low at six foot tall, he doesn't have problems with low pad level, but he was explosive. You saw the power. You saw more balance than I've seen from him uh, going through his college football, college film and also uh, just you know seeing what everyone talked about with him in practice. I think Kalia Davis could make an impact in this team, and I'm wondering when he starts getting to be a part of a steady rotation because I think pretty soon with his skill set, he could surpass – at least Kevin Givens in front of him. And he's got the athletic ability. He can run down the line of scrimmage, and he can track some of these guys. He used to play linebacker, and that speed hasn't went away. Is he as fast as he was as a linebacker? No. Uh, but he's moving 300 pounds really well, and I think I like him as an impact player. Plus, I think he has real upside as a pass rusher. I think he could eventually be a big-time player for the Forty ers So looking forward to his development, overall depth, for the 40 yards defensive line, I gave a B. You've got a starting caliber player in Javon Kenley. I know he's fringe. Uh, it's only the flash plays, but he started a lot of games for a really good defense last year. And I think as long as he can learn to keep that pad level low, stymie those double teams, he could be very solid. He's a good run stopper. Now with the athletic ability, uh, looks like it's back a little bit. He can get after the quarterback. So excited about that room overall. So we've got an A for the starters, a defensive tackle, and a B for the depth overall, a B plus. So when you've got starters at D tackle and DN at A, that's pretty good for your defensive line. It's the depth that you have to worry about. I have them around a B minus as far as depth overall depth on the D line. And if a couple of guys show up, uh, then you you're you're sitting in a better situation, right? If Kinlaw played up to Kinlaw potential, uh, this would take a whole new meaning. If Kalia Davis plays up to Kalia Davis potential. We're, we're talking about an elite defensive line again, but some guys have to go out and do it, and they have to prove it, and right now they have it. So overall grades, uh, I gave the starters a B plus, and this is the highest B+, plus uh, you could possibly get. If the cornerback room would have graded out to an A, we just have a little bit of unknowns about how Diomito Lenore, Ambry Thomas, and that's going to work out. I, I think it could have easily been an A defense. I think this defense doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. Yes, the depth and i think that's for all teams around the nfl the depth doesn't always uh, measure up to the starters but starters wise this 49ers defense is absolutely spectacular with a b plus uh they're on the verge they're on the verge are on the verge of a couple of guys stepping up mooney ward playing a top 10 corner and lenore playing a top 25 and next thing you know you've got an a, a secondary overall so excited about the 49ers starting unit when it comes to depth, I gave the whole depth once you graded it out to a C+. Uh, so C-plus depth with room for growth. You know, what's going to happen with Ambry Thomas and Sam Womack and Isaiah Oliver? I think that's a big part of the C+. Those guys play at, at a high level. If they play the way Steve Wilkes is expecting boom, stock up, and then all of a sudden your, your your depth is a lot better than what we have right now. And that's the same as several positions. We talked about Kinlaw. You know, we talked about the young guys, D winners, Jalen Graham, and how they grow, and uh, Jair Brown. So there are still question marks about the depth of the San Francisco 49ers defense, uh, but there's not question marks about the starters. I think it's a nice exercise, though, to go through and figure it out. And when you add up the grade of the starters compared to the depth, you get a B. Uh, so it's a, a really good group. And I think it has room for growth uh, during the season. I'm excited about the 49ers defense overall, really solid defense. And um, I think that we're going to see them grow during the season and, and make some big time plays, but let's get Nicholas John Bosa back in San Francisco. So that way this defensive line can elevate to another level. If not, it's going to be a little bit harder generating pressure. Does that mean Steve Wilkes is going to have to take more chances those are conversations I'm sure we're going to have on future episodes as we start to turn the attention to the Pittsburgh Steelers and what it's going to take for the 49ers to win in week one. And those matchups that are going to be so fun to watch because Pittsburgh has a lot of talent. So like, and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on 49ers Cutback on believe, give it a five-star rating. It's available on all audio platforms. Of course, red and bold show with me and Mark Adams is going to be available on the PSF app. Hopefully we'll be doing that first show on Wednesday and then live cast of the games over on the PSF app. So join the chat, get involved in the conversation. Lots of 49er fans are over there right now. Thank you guys all so much for joining me. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.